You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Welcome to ATP Report. Uh, we're going to have part two of our educational day about what is Sharia and what would it mean here in America. Our very special guest is Inaz Annie Cyrus. She is the founder of Live Up to Freedom. She's the producer of the Glazoff Gang, and she is the national director of ATP. A very famous human rights activist and an expert in Sharia. Welcome back, Annie, for part two. It's a privilege to be back, Barry. Thanks. All right, let's get into it right away. Uh, our viewers from uh, part one know uh, some of the horrors of Sharia. Should it be widely instituted and enforced within America on American citizens. Uh, sadly, from what we discussed, a number of transgressions against the uh, official doctrine of Islam would re result eventually in a death sentence carried out by family members or others within the Islamic community. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions on other transgressions and other horrific dictates that are becoming more pervasive, not just in the Middle East or other countries, but here in America. And I want to start with the absolutely bizarrely acceptable tradition within Islam of mutilating a woman's private parts, why it's done, what the dictate is, and how pervasive is female genital mutilation. Let's start with that. Of course. Well, one other thing about female genital mutilation, I would call it a mistake or misunderstanding of the West, even though it is not a mandatory practice in Sharia or Islam. However, it is a given authorized action. Meaning, nowhere in Quran or in the Hadith does it say you have to mutilate your daughter, but it does say in order to avoid a future shame upon your family, it is advised to do so. Reason for that is, in Islam, a woman was created for one reason, one reason only, and that was to satisfy a man. So a woman is nothing but a sex symbol in Islam. So a woman can do seduction. A woman can seduce a man, a Muslim man. So with doing that, one, she is making the Muslim man commit a sin Listen to this part. She is making him commit the sin because apparently he has no brain of his own to control his action. Also, she is committing adultery on her own. So in order to avoid that, take away the sexual pleasure from the woman. Yes, it isn't mandatory. However, it is absolutely authorized. No problems no punishment for committing such a horrific crime on your daughter, your wife, your mother, or your sister. So in terms of how they do it, my understanding is um, there are actual doctors 
throughout the country that are known to be uh, willing to commit this horrific act on young girls who are held down screaming uh, for their parents to save them uh, as this is committed upon them. Is it as horrible as it sounds? It's absolutely very horrible. Yes, I uh, just to be clear, because there has been a misunderstanding. I have not, thankfully, I have not suffered female genital mutilation. However, I have met with women who have. And yes, it is horrifying. It is horrible. Some countries, uh, unfortunately, like America, they have the luxury of having doctors do that. But in some countries like Pakistan, like uh, countries in Africa, there are no doctors actually, Barry. There are some nurses who do this without actual numbing, without putting the girl to sleep. She's awake and family members are just holding her down and those family members are women, which makes this crime twice horrible. They hold her down and she feels every single step that is happening to her. And a lot, a huge number of them don't even survive. They either die of bleeding or they end up dying of infection. I'm I'm so stunned that in the 21st century, not only does this go on anywhere in the world, God forbid, but it happens in the United States and it's becoming more and more and more pervasive. I did a... uh, a report a few weeks ago that there's a law in Maine pending to make it illegal within the state. It's already illegal under federal law. And shockingly, the ACLU came out, get this, against the law, meaning they do not favor its adoption. Well, yes, that's true. Not only that, there are, there are been actual reports, evidence, proving cases where Imams within mosques are actually sponsoring those clinics who are committing the female genital mutilation. None of those imams are being arrested. None of those mosques are being shut down. And none of those people who are financially supporting this inhuman act are being put in prison or facing any consequences. Well, let's, we're going to talk about the, the consequences within society in a second. I've got a bunch of questions on that. I, I want to cover, um, the crime of rape. It's my perception, uh, Inaz, that if a woman is raped uh, and she confronts her accuser, she runs the risk of being put to death for accusing someone of rape without the requisite number of witnesses. Do I have that correctly? Um, yes, but the more clear explanation of it is to just say there is no such a thing as crime of rape in Islam because there is no such a thing as rape in Islam because a woman's body doesn't belong to her in Islam. However, as I said on the last answer, if she's being raped, at the end of the day, it's her fault because she seduced the guy who's not the husband of hers to commit the crime. Now, she could accuse someone, and as you said correctly, if she accuses someone of rape, her testimony won't stand a chance. She either needs to bring witnesses up to three men to testify, or she will be put to death for committing adultery, meaning she seduced a guy to commit the adultery. So she's the one who's guilty. It was her fault. Okay, so let me be very clear because your answer sounds too unbelievable to be true. So 
in America, rape is an extremely serious felony. And uh, a man who commits a rape upon a, a woman can be sent away to uh, prison for 25, 30 years. You're telling me within Sharia, if a woman is raped by a man and doesn't have a significant number of male witnesses to be able to testify on her behalf against a man, because she has accused a man of raping her, which is sex against her will, non-consenting, she runs the risk of being found guilty of the crime of adultery and could be put to death for accusing a man of this under Sharia. Did I restate that correctly? 100%. Exactly as you said. Yes. All right. I, I'm... I'm at this point stupefied and disgusted, as I'm sure every viewer out there is. So let's get into the, the social and the political uh, of Sharia within America. How is it possible, Inaz, that a woman in particular, I'm thinking of one that's become very active as uh, a woman of the year candidate, Linda Sarsour, a um, Palestinian Sharia activist out of Brooklyn, can go public with statements like... Sharia, get to know it. It's really something you will embrace once you know what it's about. Can make statements like that and yet call herself a woman's advocate. It seems that nobody, male or female, in their right mind could possibly interpret Sharia from a woman's point of view as anything other than brutal subjugation against women. How does she make this statement and why is she not castigated for it? Well, number one, my personal opinion, Linda Sarsour is anything but a human because not only she is promoting and advocating the most inhuman system, which is Sharia, she is also making as many incorrect statements about Sharia. I have done many segments and many writings correcting her every time she comes out and say, get to know Sharia because Sharia does this and this and that. I have to go after her and clean it up. But the reason she is being successful on spreading those lies is thanks to our mainstream media. They are backing her story up. They're basically putting a cover up on the reality of what happens, including the cases like the recent case in Arizona when a Pakistani father killed his daughter for becoming too Americanized. And that's a crime under Sharia. They cover that up, but then they start promoting people like Linda Sarsour. Is she in her right mind? Absolutely not. What does she gain from doing this? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, what many people would sell their souls to, that's fortune, money. She doesn't care what happens to women. She doesn't care. No, actually, let me rephrase that. She does care what happened to America. And what she cares for is to burn America down to ashes. She knows exactly what Sharia means. She follows Sharia all the way to the Z. I have seen her videos. I've seen that she is the only Muslim woman out there who's promoting Sharia and she's actually wearing the proper hijab. She does the correct talking and she does the very well job of a good Muslim woman. However, I strongly suggest for everybody to stop listening to her and start exposing her for every single lie she spread out there. 
Well, thank you for that. That's one of the main purposes of why we are together on American Truth Project. I would encourage all of our viewers on this segment to send it to as many friends as possible. Educate your neighbors and family members and people you care about so they learn what Sharia is and what are the dangers and its incompatibility with America, its values, and the protection of the freedoms that we hold so dear, which is why we love this country so much. Thanks, Inaz, for being with us. Thanks for the education. And please, all of you, subscribe to American Truth Project. Put your emails in so you never miss an episode and you can share with your friends. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.